Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today I have a special guest with me, another Cassandra. We have Cassie McKenzie. She is a self-made millionaire and intuitive wealth advisor and all-around manifestation queen. So today on the episode, we'll be diving into how she unblocked her manifesting potential and how you can create consistent cash flow in your life through these manifestation tools. I am so excited for you to listen to my interview. And before we dive in, I just want to remind you that you have just a last couple days to dive into Divinely Design Your Life, the process, my signature manifestation and life design course um, for its current price. Divinely Design Your Life, the process is me opening up my manifestation playbook to you, walking you through every step, every module, all different kinds of meditations and energetic shifting exercises. Plus, we have a vibrant community where we meet twice a month on Zoom. So if you're ready to go deep and you want the support and the wisdom and the love surrounding you while you do it, I hope to see you inside Divinely Design Your Life, the process. And without any further ado, let's dive into Manifesting Money with Cassie McKenzie. So I'm so excited to have another Cassie on the podcast. (laughs) Not only do we both have the same name, but we're both really into manifestation. And so Cassie McKenzie is uh, the host of the Manifestation Queen podcast. And she also has a book called How to Manifest 3K in Three Weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super excited. I've been listening to a couple of your episodes to prepare for this podcast. (laughs) And I really want to pick your brain around manifesting consistent financial abundance. Because mm-hmm. it's one of the one of the topics that you talk about a lot is financial abundance and the different ways we can manifest it and the kind of pitfalls and all of that. So let's kick off there. When did when did you first even like hear the call to start working on your manifestation work around money? <laughs> well, it's um goes it takes us back to like 2009, and here I was living in San Diego for the first time like I grew up on the east coast and moved out to San Diego because I always wanted to live in California and so I moved out there and tried it out ended up dating a guy that lived in my building in Atlanta so that was like a total fail because I ended up going back to Atlanta but in the middle of the first two years of me being out there I um I was working in corporate I worked for Johnson and Johnson and I was in a new division that really wasn't the best fit and I got this manager that was like hell on wheels and she like oh like I get PTSD even like thinking about her sometimes because I'm like oh my god oh like I'm already getting sweaty like just wow <laughs> wow I that's what I first discovered the secret though and I was like listening to it on the CDs driving from San Diego to Palm Springs and I was always like naturally drawn to the money one, like, you know, chapter five, the secret to money. Yeah. And, um, and I remember one, like, I was so excited to learn about everything and, um, or I guess relearn, you know, if you're real woo-woo like me, but like, <laughs> I remember one day she made this like catty joke, like, cause my territory was doing well. And I'm like, it's go- it, like, these things are going to come, like these deals are going to close. 
And she's like, well, maybe you should go listen to your secret CDs a little more. And I was like, oh, that bitch, what? <laughs> so anyway, that was that. And then, but it really didn't totally sink in until a couple day, couple years later when I was, I had just broken up with the boyfriend that I'd moved back to Atlanta for. Sure, okay. <laughs> of course. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> It really is true that you'll keep having to learn the same lesson over and over until you just yeah. get it. But um, my grandmother on my dad's side had passed away. And so I was driving from Atlanta actually down to where I currently live, St. Petersburg, Florida. And I popped those CDs back in because I was like really depressed. And I just seen this psychic who had said, you need to get your energy, like your energetic vibration up. And she kept, and at the time I had zero clue what the hell that was, but like, I was starting to follow my intuition and I was like, okay, maybe I'll listen to the secret. Like I had no idea about energy healing. I just knew about like psychics and actually my friend just kind of dragged me with her after going to Sam's one day. <laughs> We're like at Ikea and she's like, do you want to see a psychic? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, anyway, I started listening to it and it was like, everything hit on so many levels. Like I got it. Like it made so much sense. It was the right time. It all just like it flicked and activated a switch inside me. And then I decided I was going to manifest my husband. Like I didn't care about the money so much. I didn't care. All I wanted was to manifest love and to like, you know, get over the other guy and, and not by like, you know, getting under someone new. Like, I just wanted to like get over yeah. the other guy, like in a healthy way. And like, you know, do, do it in a way that was going to be lasting. And and that, and I ended up doing that. I have a whole podcast episode about that. Oh, oh my gosh. You guys might like, have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy story. It's called um, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, How I Manifested My Husband. I think that's like the title <laughs> of it. But it's a crazy, fun story. I, w I was back out in San Diego again. I ended up moving back there. And then long story short, I ended up meeting him. But he's South African and he was working on a super yacht, like had no reason to be in San Diego. So it wasn't like I was like surfing and I, you know, <laughs> and, and was the, was the primary, the primary way you manifested him was that using those like law of attraction principles that you were learning? Um, yeah, it was, um, you know, before I even knew what clearing out the old and, you know, deciding new, I started meditating and I started, you know, one thing sort of left, led to another. And I read a book that was specifically about, I think it was called the soulmate secret. Mm -hmm. I, I have read that book too. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, um, I was listening to it actually, cause I was, it was when I was still a sales rep, I was in pharmaceutical sales for about 20 years. And so I was driving around Atlanta, listening to that, listening to the secret and listening to the power and like anything that I could get my hands on. And um, I followed like, a, like some of the steps there, like the one where she has like the tow truck, pull the car up into outer space. Like that's what I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do that, but like, I'll go ahead and make a list of my ideal partner. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember I was having the hardest time though, with the list with like deciding where he was, because I was afraid to move away from Atlanta, like the safety there. And I, and I didn't know if like San Diego, you know, was the place to go, but then also I was considering Florida. So it's really crazy because after meeting him and talking to him during the times where I was thinking of moving to Fort Lauderdale, he was in Fort Lauderdale. And then at, well, as soon as I decided, yeah, 
because he was working on super yachts if you've ever seen that show below deck like he that's what his job was he's, he's got a bunch of friends on the show actually from being in yachting for so long but like he um when he when I finally decided like made that decision to move to San Diego right at that same time he was like fed up with the boat he was on and he quit and then started he went to Spain and then happened to apply for the job that ended him up in San Diego and like I get chills like talking about it because it's all these synchronicities that started happening that like you couldn't even make a like I always tell people if they're like really hung up on you know something not coming and they're really attached to it I'm like just make up the most ludicrous story that you could possibly make up and then <laughs> that'll help you yeah <laughs> you're like this is happening it's all happening simultaneously and while I'm doing this that's actually happening in the background and yeah. and then it's it's Wild. you know I think that also just goes to show you I've I've had so many me and my fiance actually lived in New York at the same time within a few blocks of each other oh my god never met and then oh met like like when we were both back in uh, California and so but it just goes to show you that like you know when it's when it's meant to be it will be and like my timing is like always it's always working out yeah exactly yeah yeah and like I remember the psychic also said something along the lines of like you need to get your like you need to get your energetic vibration up or else you're not even going to recognize him. And I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> I better do this. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> and now isn't it so amazing to like, you now that you teach manifestation and you're like so into this work to like look back at that and being like, man, like she set me up so well, yeah. you know, just like the basic like things that she told you were so spot on, even though she knew she was kind of speaking to someone that wasn't really there yet totally oh my god and then I remember I went to training for my job because I was with a company that made us go like three times a year and I and I took a uber ride with a friend um to the Atlanta airport because he had to be at the airport you know like at the same time and we lived like right next to each other and I remember telling him and being like Bob oh my god I saw this psychic this weekend and this is what he said and he's like that's just total bullshit like she doesn't know what she's talking about I'm like no I think it's right like I really do I think this is all although like I was so excited he's like oh whatever like that, that could never happen like that they don't even know they're just like feeding off your energy I'm like, <laughs> hey hey rob wherever you are <laughs> ah, jokes on you <laughs> that's amazing so so when you when you looked back when was the time when you really like looked back and had that moment of like wow like i am really good at this manifesting thing like i'm figuring it out yeah so i would say like recently it's it's gone like next level, you know, um, there was one time in particular, and you know, like I'm the type of person that like, I, I realized I've had this pattern of like not giving myself the amount of credit that is due, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Uh, and so I think it's like that high achiever, like, you know, first child, like trauma. (laughs) Right there with you. Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, 
on so many different levels, but, and also like, I think I've taken it for granted that some, you know, like the things that come so easily because you've, once you've embodied them, you know, so I can tell like points in my life where I definitely was falling astray. And then other points where I was following my intuition and I didn't really realize it. But one in particular, I remember it was after I had my daughter and she, she was like two months old. And I got a call. It was like, I think January of 2018. And I had decided, hey, I'll go back to work and I'll apply in January. Pharma jobs always open up in January. And, you know, I want to do specialty. I want to work back in oncology, uh, selling oncology products because it's more specialized and it, you know, really helps the patients and stuff. And so, um, but I took this interview with a company and I remember thinking like, yo, this happened so, like it happened so fast because I had decided what the standard was, right? And so I interviewed and they kept pushing me along. And by Friday, it was literally a week and a half from the point that I had interviewed, they were calling me with a job job offer. And I remember saying to my husband, like, I'm not taking a penny less than $95,000 from this company. Like I am not going to leave my brand new shiny baby (laughs) for anything less than that. Cause it's just like not worth it to me. And there was no reason for them to pay me that much money. Like the previous job I had in San Diego was down at 65 because again, I had like jumped back and forth so many times and I had left like J and J after 10 years. So I was up at like six figures with them. But every time I tried to work with another um, recruiter, they're like, well, even though you were there before, there's no way you can possibly make more than like a 10% jump on your current, you know? So I was like, oh, okay. Talk about instilling limiting beliefs in your <laughs> candidates. Hey, you know, <laughs> message them back and make them take my course. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I remember saying that to Ian, cause that's a $30,000 job. Actually it was 32,000. Cause I think I was at like 63. I don't even know how we survived in San Diego with a baby. Right. <laughs> no idea but we lived a fun life and so um you know I was coming through on like other ways but like anyway I remember um they called and that's the exact amount they offered and I'm like I almost dropped the phone because I was like this is crazy and I called my husband like guess what guess how much they offered me like it was to a t the exact amount that I had said and that's when I was like okay I am, I am getting really, really good at this. Like I need to practice this in other avenues. And then I started like cataloging it. And even now, like I set the sights to be a millionaire back in around that same time. And I was probably at like 200,000. Cause I mean, I'd been laid off four times from pharmaceuticals. I had moved back and forth. Like my bank account had gone from here. I got divorced when I was like 24 and I had to pay my ex-husband like $90,000. Like, it oh my was, gosh. like I was so good at money, but then I do stupid <laughs> shit that then I'd be like, <laughs> there we go. Bye. But anyway, so that was a thing to work on, but like, um, which is great because now I help my clients with that because they're able to see the patterns there too. You know, like that's the other thing you got to look at it bigger picture. But um, I remember, you know, it, it was probably around like 200. And so over just last year, like I started, I was sitting there with my husband we were going over to switch financial advisors and we were like adding everything up and between our real estate and everything, it's over a million dollars in net assets. And I was like, holy shit, we're millionaires. <laughs> like give ourselves credit for this. This is amazing, you know? But it was all from following intuition and from making 
making investments when it didn't make sense to, but it felt naturally right. And not mm. from like a fear-based, but more of like the, um, you know, intuition-based decisions and stuff. And a lot of the decisions I made from like fear-based, you know, over the last few years, like didn't work out that great either. So, <laughs> you know, I'm a great manifester either way. <laughs> exactly. Right. It goes in both directions. So, so at this point, do you have a kind of like a manifestation formula or a process that you do when you're like helping a client manifest that or when you're wanting to manifest that next level thing for yourself? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Because I used to think it was all mindset, you know, and then, you know, then there's like the energetic point that is so huge too. And I didn't understand energy. And then it turned, I started working with different coaches and mentors and started to like open up like psychic and intuitive gifts. And like, one of them is like, I can go, I can go in and act not only like activate abundance, but see where you're blocked and see what's blocking you and like clear that and open that up. So that is like led to huge things for my clients too. And then adding the strategy portion to all of it too, to keep you like accountable and you've got to be consistent and you've got to build all of that. So then you're confident and you like can embody it easier, you know? So there's a, I've got so many different processes that I work with my clients on, but I'd say the most powerful one is to really look at, um, you know, I just have them, it's a mix of like visualization, a mix of like kind of future pacing, but also, um, you know, really getting honest with where they are right now and like feeling the pain of where they are right now. <laughs> So that they can then design like exactly where they want to go instead, because a lot of us don't really like we, we stay in these same patterns and we stay at the same level because we're, we're able to kind of like shelf the part, you know, we go towards the pleasure of it and then like avoid the pain part that it's causing. We're like, it'll get better. How about next month? How about next week? How about tomorrow? Like, it'll get better, you know, but then it doesn't because you're not truly allowing yourself to like, look at what the true story is, you know, and you just expect it. Like that chick who's on TikTok. You ever seen that one that like goes out in a robe and she's like, I'm mad about it. I was like, what is this? This is um, not manifesting. Not the vibe. <laughs> not the vibe. I have seen that. And I'm like, what is this world coming to when I saw that? Um, so, so let's go into that process a little bit more because I'm interested in, in that. If someone right now, for my, I, I, on this podcast, I really like it to be like, really tangible, like things that like the listeners can feel like, okay, let me just think about this and, and get some kind of like takeaway from it. So I think that's an interesting process. How do you lead someone through like, I'm going to call it like a sober look at their <laughs> life and the area that they want to manifest in? Is it like just writing down like what's going on right now? What, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So first I have them tell the story of where they currently are, you know, and like, just let it all pour out and just get really true and really honest about what's going on. I feel like a lot of people misconstrue the whole, like the process usually because they want it. They're afraid to admit how it currently is because they're afraid that that's going to get perpetuated. 
And so, mm. you know, like, it's almost like a, right. It's almost yeah. like a bad kind of side effect of like some yeah. of the law of attraction theory, right. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. instead of being able to, Tony Robbins has this saying that I really love. And he's like, look at how it is not worse than it is not better than it is, but just like, look at what it is and be like, yeah. what is it this month? Like, because, or what, whatever the situation is, because when you actually look at what it is and it's like, okay, I'm making 10K this month or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Maybe it's not the 20K you want to make, but it's not 2K and you, you're, you okay, this is where I'm at. And it kind of gives you like a, a playing field where you can build upon where you're not, because I think we tend to go in either direction. Either we like over dramatize it to be like way worse than it is, yeah. or we do what you say, which is also like avoiding how it's not what we really want it to be and yeah. pretending that like oh it's going to get better without you actually doing anything or making any conscious changes right right yeah because like I think some people are afraid that if they if they say it out loud or if they write it down then it's going to become just the truth all the time you know like you tell them about scripting and everything you know but the difference is it's just like any kind of energy work when you go in and you take out the energy, you know, you admit that it's there, you take out the bad energy and then you replace it with the golden light, right? Like you replace yeah. it with exactly what it is that you want. But so what I have them do is I go, you know, they admit what the story is and then they admit how it's making them feel. And I'm mm. like, you know, extra bonus points if you make yourself cry right now because like, <laughs> that's going to like make the biggest difference you know like yeah just get it. real yeah yeah like don't stuff it down you've got to feel it and so um and then from there there's the whole process of saying like okay well where do I want to be instead you know like where is this actually no there was another part into it like where you not only notice like how it's feeling but if you continue down this path of like all of this story continuing to be your life, because there's a lot of power in that story, but it's the momentum going the opposite direction. But where is it going to go? Like, where are you going to be in a year? Like, where are you going to be in 10 years? What's the next thing? Like, you're going to have to move in with your mom. You're going to have to like, you know, sell your car, take a bike to work, you know, maybe live in a place you don't want to be, you know, or eat ramen noodles. Although yeah, the noodles are really good. I mean, I have to <laughs> but, but it's also like, you're going to have to continue to feel this way. Yeah. Whatever are those feelings that are coming up about your life, it's like, not only mm -hmm. you're going to have to live in those, you know, conditions that you don't want, but then you're going to also have to spend more days of your life feeling yeah. whatever. And be pushing people away and be, you know, like miserable and making yourself sick because all of that eventually starts to fester in your body and cause illness too and so you know all of these parts when they start to really look at what the true picture is like it's not just a story it's like a movie of where their life's gonna be yeah. then we're like okay now let's just you know take a break <laughs> like <laughs> take a breather get a glass of water <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> And so, and then, then we start going into, okay, what's the ideal story, right? Like, and go through the same process there. And then if you're living in your ideal story, what does that feel like to you? What are the activities that you're doing that are normal on a daily basis? Like, what's your norm? You know, like seeing your private chef come in twice a week, like your private trainer walk through the door, you know, like actually having a team of people supporting you and, you know, you're the one 
off like playing with your kids instead of sitting at your desk, like worried about where the next dollar is going to come in or even quitting your job or telling that boss Zilla to, you know, take a hike, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Amen. Either yeah. way. so, you know, and it's a mix of that, like, you know, emotional and then the thought base, like, what are your thoughts you would have? Like, does life really suck? Is, is it rigged not in your favor or is your success inevitable and it's happening, you know, already or any day now, you know? And so there's, you start to feel that energetic shift. And I remember the first time I took myself through this process, I literally stood taller. I felt different. I was like decided in that month, it was like a 15 K month after the rest of them had been like 500. Yeah. And like I had set up like this new bar and then I continue like to take myself through this and, you know, to go next level, next level, next level. And in maybe not such a formal way anymore because I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you like, do it. Pain about where I am right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a whole new level, right? It's funny because I've been working with some of my clients on that now where mm-hmm. it's like, then you get to a level where you're actually not in pain. Like things are actually pretty good, but yeah. you still have desires, right? Yeah. But in a way, you can use that same thing to that next level. It's not going to be because the pain is going to be different. The pain is no longer like the pain of suffering. For me, when you're constantly like growing and up leveling, now the pain is like the pain of not being fully expressed, right? Because that next desire is usually less about avoiding suffering and more about like more levels of like expressing and enjoying and experiencing life. Yeah, like the pain of sitting in coach for 40 hours with your kids going to South Africa versus sitting in business class for 18. That's real pain. That's real pain sitting in coach for that long. Yeah, there we go. It's a different level of pain. And and it's not too, it's not too, um, what do you call it? It's not to not acknowledge like the privilege it is to even be able to take your whole family right on that kind of a trip. But it's also to just that's part of our soul's growth. That's part of our soul's evolution to keep, you know, this manifesting work that we do. I personally believe that it looks like it looks like it's for like things and, you know, these different like experiences or purchases or lifestyle things or whatnot. But what it really is, is us like remembering who we are and playing with the fact that like we can create whatever we want. And we just have these different like physical things that manifest in that form of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But I I wanted to get with you because you were talking about before how, which I think is going to resonate with a lot of my listeners. Um, Obviously, everybody loves talking about abundance and manifesting (laughs) money. And I love that the formula that you gave, that formula, that tool is like very, like you can use that to manifest anything. That's like not just, it's for literally everything. And that's how almost every, that's how all the manifesting stuff is, right? But when it comes to that, what you were talking about before, and you had this habit of like, you would make money that would go down, and it was like this kind of up and down, which I feel like a lot of people... I feel like that's a very common like step on the like manifesting ladder where you go from like maybe not being able to make money and then you like make money, but it's like sporadic and it kind of goes up and down. And then that next step is like being like consistent and like trusting you can have consistent. How do you shift from that like up and down to that more that phase of consistency? Well, that's such a good question. And honestly, it's like, um, it's a next level of, of faith, but also awareness. I feel like, you know, um, 
So I think when people first start out manifesting and they start to get, you know, like this amount here, this amount here coming in just like sporadically, they've shifted their like belief system and value system and like <clears throat> processes just enough to do it when they want to. But then in the gaps there, the patterns are, st you're still kind of falling back into your thought patterns because maybe something in life doesn't go right and you start to make it mean something about you. Like we had an issue with a, with a neighbor because we were um, doing Airbnb with our house over at the beach. And last year, mistakenly, I didn't know that you couldn't do it for less than 30 days. And so I guess we had somebody come and um, he didn't like it, but he hasn't told us. And so he turned us into like city hall. Oh my <laughs> and God. I got a call the other day and I was like, and so we got to go to this hearing and everything and whatever. But like a couple of years ago, and I remember like looking at my husband and being like, this guy's like really got a lot of time on his hands and he <laughs> must be really miserable because like who you you live in like a gorgeous place, you know, like come talk to us. He knows us, you know? Yeah. And so I said to my husband, I was like, okay, we can talk about this tonight and then find solutions for it. But this guy can really only hurt us monetarily. And he can't like take our family away. And I'm like, I didn't commit any fraud, did I? Right. And he's like, no, you didn't. You just rented your house out on Airbnb. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> because we're like all in compliance now and everything. And so anyway, the point is like, if I, if that were me 10 years ago or even five or three years ago, if I was making a lot of money, then that happened, I would probably go into a tailspin and make it mean like, oh my God, what's next? The world's against me. I'm so bad at this. Like, I can't like, oh Lord, like what, where, where could this possibly go to? And that's going to be the worst thing ever. Cause here we made a lot of money. And now what if we have to like, give it all back, you know, but like that is zero faith in the process. Right. And so yeah. literally I looked at my husband and I was like, this is fine. Like this, this is why we have to like vent about it, get out the frustration, like cry if you want to. Cause I was like, oh, why would I say my family? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, why would they want to come after us? And then also my husband's trying to get his citizenship. So I was like, does this guy even know like the implications that all of this could actually lead to possibly down, you know, like things showing up, you know, like people just don't think, but it's all on them, you know, like they, it, obviously we did something wrong, but, you know, and I take responsibility for it and I'm going to, you know, do whatever we need to do. And we've remedied it like already, but like, also, you know, if he, if, if you're dealing with these people, you just have to accept that these people, they're just kind of testing your faith in the process. Right. And so I can't make it mean anything about us or allow it to drag our vibe around money down long enough that then it takes it down levels so that then our income does dip down you know you've got to focus on the abundance there like oh thank god this has happened now we've got we're going to get this taken care of and wrapped up and you know it's like i people aren't the source of money like you are the endless source of money and abundance right so like as long as you have that inner peace and that openness and you're able to like clear out any sort of like weirdness that's happening around in the world you know like you know I, I love that and it's like you know it came up actually it reminds me of a thing that came up in one of my masterminds where 
we were talking about like how your identity in that moment, I'm going to call it identity, but it's what you were talking about, like your energy and like where you're allowing your vibe to stay at. It's like in that moment when you're like, dude, like I'm a millionaire, I have awesome Airbnb properties. And part of that is that like, there might be something that comes up with that, right? Like I might get a guest that's going to like leave, like have a problem with something or, you know, ruin the plumbing, or I might have, you know, a neighbor that complains like, that's just part of it. And it's not, you know, I, yeah, and, and it doesn't good. change who you are. Yeah. Right. And who you are is just like the boss that like gets to handle that. And it doesn't mean anything. And and I remember like, even that my, um, I have some friends that have gotten like sued over like names, right? Like the name that they use for different things, right? Which when you're putting out, constantly putting out books and programs mm-hmm. and stuff, right? There's going to be people that like try to come after you for stuff, right? Especially when there's people who put like a hundred offers out a year. I'm like, come on people. <laughs> there, I mean, there's so many, there's so many like, but that's fine, right? That's yeah. like one of the things, like you play a big game and yeah. it's like, I remember uh, when I went, my friend was going through that. One of the things I was saying was like, you know, John Mackey, who founded Whole Foods, right? He did this talk once and he was talking about how he's always being sued. <laughs> like <laughs> someone is always trying to sue him. And it's just something that like, he doesn't let change, like how he focuses on the company and how he does it. Yeah. And he like, just takes care of it. And it's like part of not saying that you have to manifest always having problems, right. but exactly. it's just knowing in those moments, like mm-hmm. when it happens, whether it's like a launch failing, whether it's like a client falling through, whether it's like an unexpected expense that actually doesn't change your identity. And when you don't let it change your identity, then like, right, you bounce back that much faster. Totally. Yeah. And like on that same token, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. And there's a lot of uncertainty. There's always talk about like, oh, what happens if the dollar collapses or, oh, what happens with the market and everything? And like, listen, the law of gravity, people aren't going to start like floating up in the sky because Putin decided to go to war with Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like the laws of the universe are still the basis. They were here a long time before us. They're the basis of how everything works in this world, one way or another, and they're going to continue to work regardless of what's happening, you know, politically, what's happening in the climate, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, whether you have kids, whether you don't, you know, like whatever happens. And even if the stock market crashes, like the laws of the universe are still working. So as long as you're working along with them and with them then you're completely covered. You know what I mean? Like you're able to make decisions and make moves and, and keep your identity high and keep, you know what I mean? Like, and then even make more elevations from there, because I think the more proof you get, the more you see that you're really unstoppable there, you know, because you have like the whole, like the whole universe wants you to succeed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that you talked about on one of your podcasts that I really liked is you broke it down into like these three pillars, um, like energy mindset and strategy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I feel like we talked a a decent amount about like mindset and energy. Right. And that, that's kind of what we were talking about with like, what are the thoughts you're thinking, keeping your vibe in that energy, you know, staying in that. So now what would you say is the strategy component to someone that wants to create consistent 
wealth. And let's say they're in like the, they're, they're not in like a nine to five job where obviously that consistency is already built in. They're like coaching or they're doing something else. that's a little bit more volatile. Yeah. So really to me, the strategy portion is consistency, right? Like that's one of the parts of the strategy, your habits, like looking at what are your, what are you ha- like habitually thinking? What are you habitually doing? How long do you stick with it? Like, are you acting in alignment with what you'd say you want to do and be and have, you know, and like a lot of people, if they actually get real, will say, yeah, kind of sometimes, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, well, how's your money coming in? Uh, kind of, <laughs> you know? And so like, the, the, when you, you're going to build up confidence in, in every single level, like I'm sure for you, for you, when you think about like the next step for you, there's some kind of like, ah, you know, like there's always that for us when we're going to the next level, like regardless, like even Tony Robbins has it, you know, like even yeah. the guy from Whole Foods, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, because if, if the next yeah. level, if sometimes the next level isn't even about financial stuff, right? right. Sometimes yeah. the next level is like expansion of the business or expansion of a family. Like it's, it's all yeah. different things, but yeah, there's always going to be one. <laughs> Yeah, there's always going to be something like I was scared as hell when I found out I was pregnant. The first thing I said, I was like, oh, my God, how's it going to get out of me? You know, I can't even imagine for that day. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. And like the bigger and bigger and bigger, like I felt like I was hurtling towards this time. (laughs) I got to just sit here and enjoy it, (laughs) you know, but like it ended up being okay. I got a C-section and that was all fine and whatever, you know, but like, thank God I did that actually. Yeah. (laughs) like you know you've got to you've got to give yourself grace you've got to build in that consistency you've got to build in you know like the um you know all the the like the masculine type things that you would do and I hate doing like the masculine and feminine side but like to me like you look at you look at your habits you look at where you where you're used to doing and operating acting in. you look at how consistent are you like you know, some people don't need to do gratitude and abundance lists anymore because they just naturally do it. It's become part of them. Right. But yeah. then like other people, like if you're, you've got to get yourself trained to force yourself to get into the mindset, right. And to do that work and to do that next level journaling or next level, like, you know, techniques or whatever it is that, that you're being called to do, you know? And, um, especially like for business, like if you're looking at scaling your business and clearly you've got to work in, like, what are the activities that you, who are the people you're going to need to hire? Like, what are the, you know, like, where's your business going? Like, what are you going to scale it to? Like, are you thinking about the next step for your business or the step after the next? Like, are you going to, and and even like in manifesting, maybe at that point, you're not just thinking of your next level, but the level after the next level so that you're, you know, the next one just seems like it's an easy breezy, you know, like what if it happened tomorrow? then would you be like, holy shit, like, I've got to get my plan together, you know, like, yeah, like, are you prepared to receive what you're asking for? Yeah, right. Do you have that? That's huge. And I love what you said about because it's funny when, when, um, when I heard you talk about strategy, and you kind of briefly touched on it in the podcast. Yeah, I, I thought that I didn't expect it to be what you said, right? I expect it to be a little bit more like a business plan kind of a thing, right? But what I love about what you said about the strategy is your consistency mm-hmm. is when you're consistent, your reality is consistent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so like your reality is always mirroring how you are. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have found, and it's so funny, 
uh, I'm sure you experience this with your clients too. When like clients are like have like a really good moment and then like they'll like have like a like a lull or something go on, always be like, well, what happened? Like what was different in when you had the really good moment versus when you had the lull? Like notice. And it's always that. When it was really good, I was really consistent. I was doing all my practices. I was doing my meditation. I was working out my thoughts. And then boom, 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 fireworks, right? And then it's like, I got cocky. And I was like, I'm good, I'm good. And I forgot that. And then like things started dipping a little bit. It's like, okay, it's not brain surgery, you know? Oh my God, I know. I did the same thing two days ago when I got that call. I was like, why is this neighbor talking about us? Why is he gossiping? And then I'm like, my husband's like, well, you do read that celebrity gossip aside every night before you go to bed. I'm like, okay, not doing that anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't it the, isn't it the best when your partner like calls you out? I don't know about you, but my, my partner is like, not as like, he's not spiritual. He's not as like woo woo as I am, but he like, obviously is in, he listens to all the things that he, he gets it. And in so many ways, like he's just like the great, he'll be like, that doesn't sound like the positive mindset you would talk. <laughs> and I'm like, can you stop calling me out? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm the whole uh, fork right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and one of the things that you brought up, and I feel like this makes you like a total dork. So I'm just like quoting all, some of your podcasts, no, but I was like, oh, I want to like, really like, right. I know it's the same thing when I do solo casts and just like channeling. And I'm like, wow, that was good. I should re-listen to that actually. Um, you were talking about actually the strategy, which I really loved, is kind of like taking care of your root chakra, right? Yeah. And then when you said it like that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense where it's like the, the energy and the um, mindset and the strategy, it's like the balancing of all the chakras, right? Because it's like, you're listening to your intuition from your higher chakras, right? You're working on your mindset and what you're saying, you're taking care of your feelings, like in your heart chakra and, and whatnot. And then you've got your personal power and your creativity and you're like actually doing stuff for your security and your safety with yeah. your root chakra. And like, what, um, what a great way to like check in and see like, where am I missing something? Right. You know, or like, what am I not taking care of in this? Like, line here Mm -hmm. exactly exactly yeah because like for for the longest time I didn't really work on like the root chakra part like I was doing all the airy fairy kind of stuff you know like yeah let me let me do my you know journaling let me do these things but it wasn't like I was I think the thing coming from corporate America especially and I don't know if like anybody listening is in that situation where you've like transitioned over sounds like we've died and gone into like a new life (laughs) corporate (laughs) you know I think I have a lot of I have a lot of listeners that either like have or I have some listeners that are in that process right now yeah so so I guess like when I first started um like I wanted I wanted the autonomy so much. Like I didn't want to have to have a boss on me. I was so happy not to to just to be able to like make up my own day. And I kind of, like, I noticed that a lot of the people I was following were like in their early twenties and they'd just become millionaires and like all of this stuff. Right. Which is great. But like, I didn't look at like, okay, so what worked for them? Maybe they're in that mindset straight from like college or straight, like not from like a structured environment where they figured out how things work for them and they're able to go. Whereas for me, after 20 years in corporate pharma sales, like, 
we had meetings three times a year. We had, we worked from Monday to Friday, but like, I still only worked like two hours a day. Like if mm. you guys are listening and you were my boss, then Hey, I was number one rep and I only worked two hours a day. <laughs> uh, what I love about your story with working in pharma and even getting the other pharma job is mm. that I have some clients too. I have clients that are, you know, working in nine to fives for like companies yeah. they love or excite. Like you were talking about how you're really into the oncology products mm-hmm. and they're making a difference. And so mm-hmm. I think I love that because it's so important to know that like this work works like in whatever, in whatever field that you love. And just because we're talking about this, like if you love the work that you're doing for whatever company or whatever brand you're associated with, like rock mm-hmm. on, like you yeah. can use all of this manifesting to like make more money. And like, I've had, yeah, I, yeah. you know, so anyway, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I just no, want to I would that. manifest <laughs> bonuses. I would manifest, like, I, I not only had a choice on how to, how much to make, like our decision around what, like I outlined who my, who my best type of boss would be. And it, I was like, okay, how about like a woman who doesn't want to really want to come work with me that much and like just trusts me to do whatever and like understands if you have a baby or two at home you know and yeah that's exactly what I got the the um, boss who hired me never came to work with me and when she did she was like on the phone all the time which I didn't care some people get kind of like you know yeah. about that but like I was like no that's fine just go I'll handle this call myself <laughs> this is perfect you know and so that like you typically you can just manifest every single part of your life like every if anything's not going like a hundred percent figure out how you want that to go instead and then design it that way and then stick to that being like okay well this is my choice and this is what's coming because it will be coming but you know um oh what I was saying about my business though I fought the structure for so long that I didn't feel like I didn't know how to feel safe that money was still going to be coming other yeah. than it was just going to show up because I was a match for it. Right. And so like, um, once I started to do, like, I decided to switch everything into doing a yearly rolling mastermind. And that brought, it like brought me back into pharma, in a like the best, it was like cherry picking the best parts of it. Cause I was like, yeah. why didn't I think of doing this before? I could just imagine myself as like a manager in the, you know, of like the sales group. And then I'm running this and helping people become like the best that they can. Like I never looked at it like this before. And then it gave me so much of that, sh- of like the structure feeling, making it feel more safe that like, obviously, you know, the money's still going to come in. Clients are still going to come in. They're going to see how, what great results and transformation they get. And then other people are going to want to come. And then it helped me design like every single masterclass. Like I've got content for the next year and it's not like, oh, well, I guess I could do this or that. It's like strategic. It is structured. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing. I know exactly what I'm going to be talking about. And like in the first couple of years, that was not the case. It was just like reading the energy of the collective and being like, oh, well, maybe I should do a, a program on love because it's February. You know what I mean? But it wasn't yeah. like I wanted to do it or was that into it? You know what I mean? So you've got to find what works for you and be open to it. Be looking like something that you came from that maybe the situation you weren't 100% happy with, but maybe the structure of it worked so well for you that you adopt that and then make that your own. I, I love that. And I think that that is something that it early on coaches like forget about and having that it is some, it's like a loving thing you do for yourself, right. To have that and, and, and to decide 
just like what you said, like what works for you, right? So like if a year mastermind works great for you, like my masterminds are like six months, right? That I like, and then like I have a six month and actually when like they're continuing on, they've all chosen to continue on together. So they will be doing the year, but like that works for me because I like the six month like check-in point to kind of see mm-hmm. like, are we good? are we solid like do I send you off into the world and you're want or do we love this and we want to keep going and you know and and just let it whatever it'll be and that's equally for me as it is for them because I also want to check in and I like that I had the ability to be like okay look at my next six months do I have the time do I have the bandwidth do I have the energy for that and so I love that you said that and and part of that is also when you start have you ever read the book Going Pro by Stephen Pressfield? No. I you would love it. You would love it. You already know pretty much it, but you would love it. It's just a good like, uh, but that's kind of like what he talks about. What you just said is like going pro. It's like the difference between being an amateur and just kind of like, I'm going to throw this out and I'm going to throw that out and I'm going to try that. No, that didn't work. I'm, and then like going pro and being strategic about it and being like, you know what? What's going to feel really good to me is going to have you know, two big enrollment periods or have an evergreen enrollment or have these kind of things created or whatever it is, right? For for your coaching job or even for your sales job or, or for whatever job you have, yeah. right? It's kind of like coming up with a game plan and then holding that structure because even if then, you know, the question I usually get when we talk about structures, people are like, well, but what about my intuition? And it's like, well, you channel the structure, first of all, and the structure, having the structure, it's kind of like, you know, the rules, then you could break them, right? Mm -hmm. If you have the structure and then something feels off, you can always change it, but you're in a better place because you Mm -hmm. have that structure. So other question that I want to ask you, because I just like, feel like this is like, so what my listeners are going to want to know. So what happens if you create your structure, you create your, your best laid plans or whatever, and then it's not working, right? Like the clients aren't coming in, you don't book the gig or whatever it is. What do you, what, what do you say there? How do you kind of like tune up? Well, so there's, there's so many different things I want to say right now. The (laughs) first thing that comes up. Okay. So one thing, and I, I've got, okay, I'm teaching this, like I used to call it something else, but I'm calling it this now. I mean, I'm teaching it. I've got this like three-day series coming up, and this is going to be one of the things that I'm teaching in it. But since I don't know if this is going to air before that, like I'll share it right now. So you all <laughs> heard that, um, like, you know, I'm a little love, a little light, and a little go after yourself. <laughs> okay. So what I like to do on like a monthly basis or sometimes even more often, but it not necessarily needs to be that more often, but is to regularly check in and see, okay, what am I loving to do? Right. Like what's working for me right now? Um, you know, what is like the light bulb, right? Like what's the new ideas of something that I can do? Um, you know, next time if everything's not going right. And then there's like the, the go F yourself part of the list, right? <laughs> Those are the things that aren't working. You don't want to do, you hate it. It's like, just like kicking a can down the road. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so 
so obviously like the light bulb things are the things that you're going to do instead of the, the stuff that you've just basically decided to let go of that month. So I think the thing that happens most is that people forget to do this process. They forget to look at what's working or what's not working or what could they do differently next time and forget to check in more regularly to see like, okay, like, is this process something I like doing? Is this something that, that I, um, that is even working, right? And then, but they'll just keep doing the same thing over and over, hoping that it'll get a different result. And so I, so for me, that's a, that's like a big thing to start to add in because you can look objectively and not make it mean something about you, you know? Cause I think a lot of times if a launch doesn't work out or if you don't get the number of people joining, then you start to make it mean something about you. And it might just mean that, you know, you really kind of didn't want to launch it to begin with, you know, or it could, you know, like there's so many offers that I just threw out there because I didn't really, it was almost like I, like I wasn't connected to what I really wanted to do. I just saw what was working for other people. And so I was like, oh, well then I'll try that too. And it'll work for me, you know? And then yeah. I did it and I'm like, well, crap, how about next month? You know, or we'll just see next month. So there wasn't like a clear plan of where I was going, but then also I wasn't in touch with what I actually really truly wanted to do either, you know? And if something didn't work out, I was like, oh, well, you know, is that, is it me or is it the thing or is it the people, you know what I mean? And so- yeah. Hope I'm making sense right now. No, <laughs> I, I I love what I love what you're saying because it's I agree completely, and I think what you're bringing up is one. It's just so important to do that check in with yourself uh-huh. and to not just because it's so easy to write it off and say oh, this manifesting stuff doesn't work or oh, it's just not going to work for me, right? Like that's like the cop out. Um, but if you think about it, and and that's also the difference between thinking about it in like. I'd say more like an airy fairy way or like a whatever, right. Then actually also like thinking of it as like a boss, babe, we're going to say as the contrast, Mm -hmm. right. Because Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about it like that, it's like, okay, so I tried something and now let me reflect on it so I can learn. If you Mm -hmm. think about so many, so many people when they're manifesting are like, I want to have a hundred K company or I want to have a million dollar company or I want to have whatever kind of company. Right. Okay. If you're actually the CEO of a million dollar company and you launch a product and you don't sell as much as you do, you think you're just going to be like, Oh, well, I guess, I guess it doesn't work. Or <laughs> I'm just going to, let's just launch it again in a month and see if it works. No, you're going to have like a whole meeting with the mm-hmm. team and be like, okay, let's look at what our marketing strategy was. Let's look at what the languaging was. Let's look at the price point was. Let's look at what the feedback we get from like who did buy, who didn't buy. Did we get any customer service emails? Like you're actually going to reflect on it. And then like the spiritual version of that is what I love what you said, because I can resonate with that so much. Every single time I have been disappointed with a launch, it's because I was not excited about it to begin with. Yeah. And it's exactly what you said. I was like, oh, this is what I should do. This is what the people want. This is what, you know, whatever. But I wasn't energetically like obsessed with it. Like when I'm obsessed with it, it's like, it's done. It's, done. 
it's done. Yeah. I'm magnetic. It's like, I can't, I'm oozing it, right? You can't yeah. shut me up about it because I'm so excited, right? And when I'm not, it's so noticeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, right? well, so yeah, this is like a thousand dollars, 700 maybe, like, I don't know, like, and just like and, the money. <laughs> right? And it's like, and so that's like, I think wherever you are in your journey, that's so valid because it's like, if you're just trying to sell something or you're just trying to launch something because that's what you think maybe someone will buy or you're just, you know, this is what I should be doing or whatever, but you're not into it. Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and what you said, I think is great. It's like, no matter what the manifestation is, whether it's like money, launch, job thing, whatever, having that moment to just like reflect on what, you know, where was my energy around mm -hmm. it? right? Did I do all of my like, quote unquote, work? Did I do my work as far as like my mindset, getting my energy and my vibration, right? And then looking at like some of the logistics of it, right? Okay, well, maybe uh, my audience, like I have a bunch of my girlfriends are in this space, right? And all of our audiences are so different. Mm -hmm. And what one of my girlfriends can sell to her audience, I couldn't sell to mine. And what I can sell to mine, she can't sell to hers. And it's like, it's just knowing, right? And it's just figuring that out. And I love that you said that. And I feel like so many good, I feel like we could talk forever. And we're actually going to do another podcast over on um, Cassie's podcast with me. So you guys get a double feature and you can, um, you know, just binge listen to us chat. Um, but, be but before we close, I do want to talk briefly about your book because um, I think that's a great resource. And I was so, the thing that I thought was so interesting about it is that you picked 3K in three weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And in a world of people that are like million dollar this, million dollar this, <laughs> yeah. what was the inspiration for 3K in three weeks? Like that amount of money in that time. And tell us a little bit about the book. Well, you know, I want to be able to offer things to people at several different price points, you know? Like, and I feel like it's so important for people in this world to understand how manifestation works, you know, and to truly get like down and dirty with it, you know, because there's a lot of people in this, in the world that'll tell you that, that life just works the exact opposite way. And so people go through their life thinking that like everything's rigged against them or, you know, like there's just possibility of getting money through your job. And so it just simply isn't the case. And so in my group, I get a lot of people who come in and have like no experience with manifestation at all. Or I have other people who come in and they're like kind of okay, but they have no like real methods. You know, all they've done is like a five day, 55 affirmation challenge or something. They're like, yeah, <laughs> meditated for like five minutes. And then I don't know, <laughs> went and yeah. watched Beverly Hills Housewives, which used to be me. <laughs> that's what I used to of do. Of course, that's why you attract yeah. it, right? Sometimes I still do. But then, um, you know, and so I wanted to also the 21 days is, you know, the old saying that like, and okay, I'm an NLP practitioner too. Like I use some of the things in my coaching. I'm not like a Tony Robbins, like next level Jedi NLP or, or anything like that. Like no way, <laughs> but like, um, but so, you know, it, if, if you're familiar with NLP, you, a habit doesn't need to take 21 days. You could change a habit in like five minutes with the right techniques if you really, really did it. But for the majority of the population, you know, they say it takes 21 days to break a habit. 
So imagine all of the money junk that we have going on in our heads and how much there could be to work through. And just to even like, not just start new habits, but stop old habits too. And also get in the habit of knowing that money's always flowing all around you and can come to you at any point. So that's where the three weeks came from. The 3K, I was like, you know, 1K seems too little. 10 is like a little, I don't know. It just sounded good. Like 3K is three. Yeah, no, I mean, I like I liked it because of that, yeah. because I feel like it's, you know, it's it's a significant amount. Yeah, like you notice yeah. if it's there. You notice if you make an extra three k, right? But it's not so big of an big of an amount that it feels like intimidating. And I think yeah. one of the important parts of manifesting and like learning these principles is like having those like incremental shifts, right? And like yeah. seeing, wow, I can do this. Wow, manifest another five hundred dollars this week. Wow, another thousand dollars. Like you know, and you build up that momentum so that you're like, oh, I can manifest the 10 mm -hmm. or the 100 or whatever it is. But so I, I love that. So we'll put all the links below for you guys yeah, to check that out, grab the book, check out Cassie's podcast. And what other are the best places to find you or learn more about your work? Well, um, I'm at XO Cassie McKenzie on Facebook and Instagram. And Actually, the name of the podcast is changing. So that's oh. yeah, it's exciting. exciting. It's going to be like a little play on words, still about manifestation, but like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it here. Since you guys know by now, after now I'm hearing from me that I have a sense of humor and <laughs> like what the not safe for work podcast, right? Or not. I love it. I love it. it. Right. But this is, so it's going to be called the topless manifester. And this is all about taking the bra, like we put so many like limitations on our own self. And so this is like, take the bra off of your manifestations and let those puppies breathe so that you can have like unlimited manifestation coming in your life, you know, like just make it fun. Like so many people make it so boring, like, and just kind of so regimented and stodgy. And so like, if you come into my world, you know, like, I'm going to tell it like it's it, like it is, but also I want you to have fun doing it because that's the quickest way to bring stuff to you. So this is going to be the brand new podcast because I was like, I don't know if I'm really with the manifestation queen anymore, but like, it's good, but I'm, I'm willing to like give that off to somebody else who really wants yeah, to. Yeah, no, I love that. And it is, you have such, you have such like a bright, <laughs> joyful, fun, like, you know, um, <laughs> uh, real energy I really really love it I think it is it's it's you like we were we were doing the branding photos the other day and like the inspiration for one of them is like one we took when I was pregnant and all our friends were going to Burning Man and my husband like kind of like surprised me in the bathroom and I was like ah <laughs> And so my five, my six-year-old looked, he's like, is that going on to your Instagram Insta story? And I was like, no, 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 Liam, that's what it's not. Like, oh my God. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good metaphor because it's so true. Like you never, as a woman, you never feel more free than when you're brought. <laughs> I, I know. Seriously, it's like a life-changing moment at the end of the day. 
Oh my God. I love it. Well, it's been a blast, Cassie. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. And I'm so excited for everyone to uh, check out your book and listen to us both riff more on your podcast. I I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that if you feel like this episode would serve someone else in your life, you share it with them, and you subscribe for updates on more upcoming episodes, and be sure, like I said, if you're ready to do this work, if you feel called to live your life by design, check out the process. Uh, Divinely Design Your Life is that course and community that helps you manifest the reality that you're dreaming of. So all the links are below and I'd love to welcome you inside.